It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to QRP. It's your favourite podcast, your favourite Xbox podcast on the internet. It's got to be. There's 12 of you out there listening, at least. <laughs> my name's Deck. I'm joined by uh, Tim. Yeah, my, <laughs> my name's Tim. I thought there was a key for me to just be like, my name's Tim. Um, yeah. yeah, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, this has been maybe the quietest week since we've started the podcast in terms of Xbox news. Oh, I, I forgot to say hi. By the way, we're on, we're on yeah, camera. Our, our physical faces. <laughs> we we are Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, I mean, you remember that comment? So yeah, yeah I remember. Just, yeah, somebody compared us to to Chris Hemsworth and who's the other guy? Who's Captain America? Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. So. Yeah, both. Like, I mean, they, right, yeah, I can right. see where he's get where he's coming yeah. from. You know, he's, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is obviously the first time we've done everything um, with a video cam. So hopefully it goes smoothly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be fine. Nothing will go wrong. Um, you know, we've upgraded from a jingle to face cam. Who yeah. knows where we're going next? Yeah. The quiet weeks are really in- increasing our production value. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So I've nice. even I've even plugged in my, my bigger mic this, this week as well because... I can see nor- it. Yeah. Normally I can't... Um, I can't, well, I, I don't say I can't be bothered, but it's the sort of thing where you just log on and I just, I normally use the, the mic straight from my headset. But, you know, I thought I'd put in the effort with the face cam and everything today. So, you know. And you sound great. I do it for you guys, you know. You, you, you you, all 12 of you that yeah. may, or may not be us refreshing the video over and over again. <laughs> yeah, no, you're very special. You're very special to us. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, wow, video games. I mean, you, I mean, I know you've had a bit of a, of a a busy week i've um my week's been a bit on and off um we've obviously both been playing a bit of apex as per usual um you're, you're all you, by this point you can just assume that's the default and we probably don't need to tell you anymore hmm. but we'll try and talk about things that that aren't apex as well yeah. um so has how was your has your week had any variety in that <laughs> in there? um to be honest it really hasn't no no, it's kind of just been Apex. I, I I think I did hop on and play a little bit of Resi, um, but um, I'm in a weird spot with Resi where it, since I sort of went away to go see you in a in a Beham and watch E3 and do all that sort of stuff, um, I don't know. When I take like a break from a game, I sort of lose the sort of vibe that I was into it. I don't know, especially if it's a single player game, because I, I I feel like you kind of do have to, um, you just get into like a groove with it and you're like, oh, I'm enjoying this, you know, I'm part of the atmosphere, all that sort of thing. And then I kind of took a break from it. And um, I don't know, I just feel a bit sort of separated from it. And it's quite hard to get back into now. Uh, and that's nothing to do with the game. That's just me. I feel like when I step away from a game, I feel like it's really hard to uh, get back into it. But Yeah, I think um, everybody gets that. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's just so different as well because Apex is obviously just the best movement FPS like you, you'll ever play in your life, and then Resident Evil Eight's like sluggish and slow and uh, you know like realism. Well, I say realism is really not realism, but <laughs> yeah. you, you it's more grounded. Yeah, yeah, you kind of get what I mean. Um, and yeah, you know, it's one of those things where we always log on straight after work, and because we all work similar hours we all just want to cut loose and play a game together. So like, I'm yeah. pretty sure you'd be pretty bummed out if, you know, we both just clocked off work and you're like apex. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to play res. <laughs> You'll be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, there is, there is some, something to be said about the cleverness of how the games give you that sort of fear of missing out, isn't it? They give you that FOMO and they get you to rope each other on because I wouldn't man just to go on the record. If you want to play Resident Evil, you go and play. I've got lots of other things to play, you know. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but, but then you were upset that I watched I watched the game last night when you went. Well, that's it. because <laughs> <laughs> that's because I wanted to play ranked. Uh, okay. Yeah, outlier, outlier. But yeah, I mean, that's to be fair. That's I mean, it's part of the balancing that they make it so you have to be within a certain you know tier bracket of each other but also it has that kind of side effect of like well you and your friends have to play together otherwise you get too far away and then you can't play part you know it's like you get in pve games like destiny is the same thing if one of you gets too high a level then you can't play. so there's this element of like you've got to play together or it does i like it i like it and i don't because like it has really screwed us for our rhythm on apex um one of our mates jumped ahead um obviously everyone listening wouldn't know this he played ranked he jumped ahead and obviously you have to be within like one or two tiers so now like i mean we can still play with him but we play it cues for the highest person so like that that person is in diamond or gold or whatever you want to say it's diamond for our example so we get into like really sweaty lobbies which we're not i mean we do play diamond but it's just harder to gain points and rank up when you're playing in harder lobbies you know so yeah. it's it's just a bit annoying. I, I like it when games do it, and I understand when they do it, but I also I also find it annoying in these sort of circumstances. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, and it's also like because, like, and I think this is probably the same with all game. Uh, maybe I mean it probably is, but like especially with Apex being one of the few battle rails on the market offering ranked mode. I mean, I I think Fortnite does. I don't know about COD, but the way it works yeah. is that. At least, like it's the difficulty is kind of exponential. Uh, so what I mean by that is the difference between silver and gold is not the same as the difference between diamond and masters. Like the diamond, the, the cat, there is like a a country size difference between diamond and masters, but gold and play is kind of nothing. And maybe that's just yeah. me speaking because we play a kind of diamond level. But hmm. you know, it's the, the way that it kind of you know you you buy in for a higher price and you lose more and it's harder to gain more. And obviously, all the players are so much better. So it's yeah. Oh yeah, no. And when, yeah, so when I, someone when yeah when someone is playing at that higher rank, that's what I mean. It's just, it's higher. It's harder to climb and slower. I guess it's, it's the big problem. It's slower. You, you can't yeah. do it. It's just so much slower. Yeah, I mean the 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 lobbies are insanely different from platinum to diamond. I know you said diamond and masters, and we've never reached masters because it's just insane. Like I know we said we wouldn't talk about Apex, but anyway, um, <laughs> so you've been yeah, playing, so- man. So platinum, <laughs> platinum to diamond, yeah. The, the the difference in lobbies is insane. Like everyone just sits in a corner and like just doesn't fight, you know, because they care so much about this buy-in cost, you know, for their ranked yeah. points and stuff like that. 
and um and platinum people don't care as much even though there is only a 12 point difference or something but it's just it's just a different mindset like um but yeah so end of the uh end of the day that's what i've been doing all the week it's just played a bit of apex um dip my toes in racing again trying to get back into that um but yeah nothing too exciting from my end just just quite busy work-wise and stuff like that so Mm. Uh, but yeah, what about you? What about you? Mm. I am. Um, yeah, I've been. Um, I've still. I'm still playing Mass Effect Three at the moment, um, which I'm having a good time with. It's. Um, it's a nice. Oh, you're, step on, up you're on two. Oh, you're on three now. You've done two. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you on, I've been two on two last week. Uh, I did. Uh, I think I said I was on three last. Week. I've been. I've been on three for a couple of weeks now. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I and know. I got to the end. I, thought, I really can't remember if I said, but I'm going to say it again because I got to the end of one of like the really cool characters died right at the end of two, and I'm so pissed off about it because now he's not in three at all. And there's like a step in character who's like just like him, and he's kind of cool in his own right. But I'm like, you know, I, I shed a tear every time he speaks because I'm like, this could have been. It's yeah. Garrett. I mean, everybody who's played Mass Effect, it's Garrus. He, he died. Oh, Garrus! He's the lizard boy, isn't he? He's like he's a lizardy a, reptile boy. He's such a boy. Yeah, because yeah. I, I did. I kept him alive, you know, the whole game, and then literally right at the end, he, I'm so mad about it. But I get to. Um, I've kept. Apparently, it's quite hard to do. Like, because I went in blind, I didn't like looking how to like keep people alive or whatever. But Rex. Um, is one of the other boys I've kept alive, and he's um, he's a Krogan. They're like yeah, he's quite cool. We grew up aliens, and he I managed to keep him alive in in Mass Effect One, which yeah, he's kind of kind of rare. But like the story and like the writing behind like the lore with the Krogans is just so fascinating and so cool, and it's mm. such an interesting thing to like having a game that's based around making decisions and having these like moral gray areas. Um, but anyway, he reappears in like the third game, I, not as a companion, but he's like with me so like I'm, I'm kind of happy about that um so so that's nice rex is probably my favorite so if i had to trade out rex for garris I, I would have done but i'm still not happy about losing garris so I anyway that's that. happening yeah garris is, is he's such a boy cool. um yeah. and uh yeah so yeah it's nice it, it's a nice step up i'm playing vanguard so it's like a mix of i am um, like biotic so it's like you know you're kind of telekinetic psychic powers and and shotgunning boy yeah really fun um the gameplay is a, a nice step up um from two um there's still a couple of bits of jack i don't know why they kept sprint on the a button throughout the whole series because i remember i moaned about this a couple of weeks ago when i was playing the first mass effect hmm. but and i thought at one point they'd be like look they were going to modernize this and put it on but they don't they keep it on a and it's weird, and it's not even a problem for me because I have A on a paddle, so I can still keep my thumb on, you know, the stick. But mm. but it's like it stiffens up. Like, when you're holding it to to run, you can't, like, turn your angle very much. Yeah. It's just weird. It doesn't feel nice. But anyway, yeah. It, it's all, like, minor blemishes on an otherwise really, really good game so far. Um, mm. So I'm looking forward to playing more. Um, and the other thing I've been playing a bit of here and there is, is Monster Train. Yes. Um, which, if you don't know, is a roguelike deck builder, um, not not dissimilar from Slay the Spire, if you've heard of Slay the Spire. Um, and this is just like an absolutely fascinating genre. It's just it's so interesting to me that indies is that like indies is the level that like experimentation happens. Yeah. And like someone like I mean, who even made I don't even know who made Slay the Spire, but even like this these guys who made Monster Train 
this is like an, a largely unexplored genre. Like this is brand new, and they've just both fucking killed it. Like it doesn't. I can absolutely boggles me. Um, and I just love that genre. It's it's very strange. You know, I know you do as well with Spire, but you know, there, it's um, it's really good. You know, in its own right. I think it's a shame that it will be looked at as as a bit of just like an inferior slow the Spire, but I think it's just as good. Honestly, um, I think it, yeah. it's better in some ways, and I think it's worse in other ways. Um, it's it has some. It brings its own. You know, it's not a clone. It has brings its own unique um, ideas to the table. You have instead of like heroes, you have like clans. The idea is that you're on a train and you're like you've got hell. Um, you're trying to get back to hell, and heaven's keeping you out. So you've got like monsters and shit, and there are like five clans. So instead of heroes, the clans are what determine what like deck you have. Um, but you pick two clans. You have a primary and a secondary, so you always are mixing two decks together oh, that's cool that's cool so you have yeah so you always have like different combinations so i've only just unlocked the third clan um i completed my first run yesterday or something but there's just a lot of it now, there's quite a how lot many, of it. how many clans are there do you know like it's a total there's five in base run. game and i think they added one or two more in in the expansion um okay but yeah and it's is, nice there's just a lot of it you you mentioned it was on you're playing on games pass right yeah yeah, so so there's no, it doesn't include the expansions for Games Pass. It's just base game. It doesn't. No, there's only one. There's only one DLC from what I've seen, um, which okay. seems to be pretty good. But I mean, there's there's loads to chew on in just the base game. Uh, oh yeah, I don't think it's on any other platforms actually. I think it's just PC and Xbox at the moment, um, and it's on XCloud as well. I had a little look, and it is on XCloud, so it's a nice little game to be able oh. to play. That is a great, yeah. That's a great game to play on XCloud. That's that's literally the type of game I would play on XCloud. Yeah, um, yeah, quite quite chilled out and not so intense, where any sort of lag issues or input delay actually matters too much um, yeah, for a game like that. Not that you get that much with XCloud, but you know, it's just it's never going to be perfect. Um, so those are the perfect kind of games. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, you definitely have sort of inspired me to have a look at it. Um, you definitely piqued my interest because uh, yeah, I love I love Slay the Spire. Like, it's insane how many hours I put into it, and I, I still play it. Like, um, yeah, it is a shame that it, it's not on the Switch though. This um, Monster Train game because I would. I'm sure it will. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just those are the perfect games for Switch. You know, you can you can just like play it in the car or play it on journeys or whatever. Um, you can just play it while. I don't know, like you're queuing for a game on your Xbox or something like that. You can play it in the yeah. toilet. <laughs> the in the toilet, <laughs> not on the toilet. Like just... On the toilet. That's a good point. I always say in the toilet. I never say on the toilet. <laughs> Do you mean like in the bathroom? You get like mixed up. Yeah. You're not the only one. I've heard it before. In the toilet, mate. I didn't. In the toilet. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I know I what I. Said. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what I said. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely something uh, I am absolutely going to give a go. Um, hmm. And in all honesty, I didn't, I didn't know. He really just it never caught my eye until you mentioned it, and I gave it a Google. Like I didn't actually, like, I heard of it, but weirdly enough, I just thought it was like a mobile game. <laughs> and then you were like, "No, it's, it's on Games Pass. It's just like Slay the Spire. You know, it's on. Uh, I don't know if it's. Is, did you say it was on Steam or is it like Windows Store or something? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Games I know Pass. it's on PC. I don't know how what storefront yeah. it's on. But yeah, I literally just thought it was like a just like a mobile game or something, and then I was like, oh, it actually kind of isn't, and it kind of looks like a game I could lose my life to. So um, I definitely <laughs> yeah. will give it a go. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's yeah, like I said, it it, it does have its own 
ideas and it's like you know the the basic the basic loop is that you have three floors to defend and your heart is at the top like the heart of the train or the pyre and enemies come in at the bottom and if they aren't killed they move up a floor so you've got to like strategically figure out what to do with each floor where to put like do you have defensive people at the bottom defensive at the top um and like you get you can get obviously um effects like you can get effects to like root them so a certain enemy can stay on that floor for an extra turn and then you'll have like bosses that come in at the end and like it's because it's all the enemies are like heaven themed which is like a really cool like subversion um they're like giant angels that come in and like they're bosses and when you get to the very end they just fight it's really tense actually it's really cool they just like fight the bot they start at the bottom and they just keep going so usually an enemy if they're not killed you know if you do half the health they climb the floor but if it's a boss they just keep going until that floor's dead and then they blast and get rid of that floor and move up. So if you don't have it lined up to kill them by the end, they'll just get to the top and kill kill the heart. So they just blow out each floor. They just freeze it over. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got some really cool ideas. Um, I'm excited to see this this genre keep building because it's... It, just in general, we've had such an explosion of, of roguelikes in like the last three years. Um, and it's just cool to see it expanding to a deck builder game like it's, it's weird mm. yeah no they're, they're awesome games um and i will always welcome more of them like genuinely um yeah i i can never get enough and i i always have an itch to go back to hearthstone as well all the time until i realize just how much money it really takes to play that game yeah um that that's what tends to, to turn me off which yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. which i guess is actually a, a segue into maybe what we wanted to talk about it is, today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. The topic of the day. I didn't Look even plan that. I did not it's even plan that. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're, this is why you're you're the co-host. Mm-hmm. Um. So, topic of the day. Um, like we did this last last weekend. You know, I figured there's something kind of interesting to speak about, especially running off the back of um Tim's purchase of um Revenant's heirloom on Apex <sighs> Legends, which, if you don't know, is a, is a cosmetic melee skin. Um, yeah. Looks really cool, but Rev, um, Respawn are quite cheeky in how they do this usually because they bring out an event and to get access to the heirloom, or at least to guarantee guarantee access to it rather than get a 1 in 500 chance in the loot boxes, um, you have to buy everything in the event and there's 24 items and it's about 70 quids worth of stuff. More, so Way more than that. I was giving you it's a chance that... to save face. Oh. That's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Way more. <laughs> I've had to get a mortgage, sold my car. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it costed me about that. But like generally, if you were to actually just purchase everything outright in the event, I think I think it's about a hundred and ten or like a hundred and fifteen pounds or something like that. If you were to just like, you know, not craft anything using like you know, other currencies or that kind of thing. Just like raw, go in and buy everything. Yeah, I think it's like 110, 150 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. When it's like yeah. dollars, you know, we're talking 140 dollars or something. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a fair bit of money. So to, to directly ask the question, when is paying for cosmetics in a game okay? And what's a good price? Because there has been a lot of contention around, you know, like a microtransaction. Do you remember when this all started? Do you remember, was it Oblivion? When everybody got pissy about horse armor? There was this whole thing about horse armor and you could buy it as a like as a DLC package. And that was kind of like the first time, at least in the console space, where you could buy, you know, like a la carte 
um, like add-ons to the game. And I think, and they had like power level attached, you know, it had like a certain amount of army. And it wasn't a huge deal, but whatever. And everybody was like, oh, this could be yeah. the sign of things to come. And uh, yeah. they were right. <laughs> they did, in fact, open the gates of oblivion. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just that question because, you know, this is obviously a very complex subject because it's how developers and publishers draw in money. You can't expect everything to be free, free realistically. Mm-hmm. So what is it? When is paying for cosmetics in a game okay? Tell me. What's a good price? Well, I mean, I mean, to start off, I think paying for cosmetics in a game is it's okay. I guess just generally speaking, if it's just cosmetics, like I wouldn't even like because most people, the classic answer is like, or if the game's free to play, then fine. But if I spend like sixty pounds on the game, I don't want to pay um, for for these things extra. But then I th- I still think it's fine in a in a full price game as well because it's just cosmetics. You could you can absolutely live without it. I don't need to have a you know like when the new Battlefield comes out, if they release like a really cool pink carbine skin and I'm like, I love pink. I want that. That's my choice. And it doesn't affect my gameplay or anything like that. You know, it'll make, it'll put a little cheeky smile on my face when I see it (laughs) and I can flex in front of my mates, but like it's, it's completely optional. So like, I actually have nothing against the idea of it, but the price of it is, yeah, is quite controversial. Cause I do think that, um, the way Respawn do it with Apex is it's too much. It's it's too much. Like, I understand they're a free-to-play game um, and, you know, you can even unlock all the additional characters with, like, the in-game currency that they just flood you with. Like, so you don't actually need to spend money to unlock any of the new characters, realistically, do you? Like, you, you can buy everything in-game, like, as far as that. And that is the if real If you play point. as much as we as we do, yeah. I guess so, but like they really they chuck that currency at you that that in-game currency. Like I have like two hundred thousand of it, and it takes like twelve thousand to unlock a new character. It, it does, but you've got to remember as well that the battle pass gives you XP boost on the way through if you buy the battle pass. So that that speeds up your acquisition of the red currency, whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. So okay. that's. I mean, I know we play a lot, but that's part of the reason why we just get because so, we level up every other game you know so it's like or whatever but i do i do still think realistically without like i don't think it would be a grind and to to unlock all the characters without spending a penny in apex i genuinely don't think it'd be a grind um and you could just buy them you know the ones you want to play first and each Mm. character is so unique that you're quite happy to like unlock the newest one valkyrie player for ages you've you know because you're really enjoying her a play style is completely different to anyone else and then you know you've accumulated loads more red currency by that point anyway when you're ready to unlock another one so like you can definitely do that and that is where the real content of the game lies and you don't have to spend a penny there um which is great Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really good system i think they kind of nailed it there um but yeah the, the the cosmetics is kind of insane um and and the way they do it, if you wanted to buy the the skins with what you what they call crafting materials, which is like another currency you get when you uh, acquire duplicated items, which I think a lot of these games do. You know, if you get an item which is uh, duplicated, you've had it already. It gives you like five hundred scrap, you know, because you already have this. Um, 
but the the amount of scrap you need to get these legendaries is just insane. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's like three hundred percent of of, mm. of what of what the the value of it is. Yeah, um, that's that. You know, that's actually a really interesting point because I think I don't actually think that Apex does duplicates. I mean, you do. They dilute the loot pool with crafting materials. So, like, mm. instead of when you know when yeah. you roll a blue, there's a chance that instead of getting a new item, you'll just get a certain amount yeah. of crafting materials. It's it's essentially um, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it, but well. Yeah, it is tricky because I would say that, that that's a bit better because there was it's just it's funny that because as we go further with this there's more and more the consumer like understands about the system that is being used against them and like I remember this being a thing a while back when we started shifting away from like oh you know these microtransactions aren't attached to power and like people start like you start seeing it as a selling point on games. Oh, yeah, cosmetics don't give you power level, and it's like, yeah. congratulations, like wow. Um, yeah. So, but and then so like after that, we've kind of now had this stage of like, don't roll duplicates because like a lot of the time, because we're not necessarily just talking about Apex here. You know, we can look at Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, and how egregious that was, or um, Destiny. I think can be a bit mm-hmm. egregious as well. Um, you know, and and the, the problem with duplicates Overwatch. is that if, if there's Overwatch, yeah, if you've got like a limited set of item, I think sometimes it can be gamers get worried that that is going to be used as, as an excuse to not add more items, or that the, the 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 pool of stuff you can get is limited because they're like, well, you can just keep getting the same stuff, and we'll just keep giving you crafting mats, and then when you hit enough crafting mats, you can buy whatever you want in th- three years. So yeah. it's just, I just think it's quite interesting that like like even in the last 10 years you can see how the perception around like transactions has changed and how the industry has reacted to it do you know what i mean because most people don't like try to stay away from duplicates now they try to stay away from cosmic uh microtransactions being attached to power um so i just i don't know where it's going next because i think i think the price is a real problem and that's not even talking about battle passes because yeah i mean uh the the I don't have a, an issue with with battle passes, uh, as far as cosmetics are concerned. I actually think that is the way to do it. Like, I think if you're gonna have cosmetics in your game for an additional price, I think packaging them all through this like one big journey that also increases player retention. You know, keeps them coming back, um, and they just you know it's decent value for money. Uh, I mean, Apex is another example. You know. The battle pass is only like, I think it's like nine, like ten quid maybe, and like mm-hmm. you get a lot of stuff. Uh, not this one. The most recent one has been shocking, but normally <laughs> you, you do get, get a lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah, the quality you, of it is up for debate. Yeah, normally the quality is pretty good, but this season it was pretty bad. But yeah, and I think that's the best way of doing it, and um, and it just keeps players coming back as well, rather than just one t- one time purchases. Like I think, even from a business perspective, you know, it, it increases um, the amount your players log in and how regularly they log in and everything. I I do think that's the best way to do it. Um, and I think, like, if you think about why, like, why gamers have like a problem with microtransactions, even in a free game, you know, even if you even if the prices are 
reasonable, you know, whatever that is, I guess that's subjective, but if they're reasonable, I think a lot of people worry, and I think there can be a bit of entitlement in the community, I think a lot of people worry that, like, the feeling of progression is getting robbed from them a bit, but it's like, like, people like that, people like having that stick, like, you know, that carrot on a stick to try to kind of get, even if it's not vertical progression, you know, even if it's not power level, it's just like, oh, here's some nice skins from, for the things that I'm using to spice up the variety. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think people worry, it's like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I can get access to all the content, but I can play for 100 hours and nothing will have changed. Obviously, I'm still enjoying the game. And I just think that's, that's kind of interesting that we're at a point where people can be distressed that, despite the gameplay, regardless of how 10 out of 10 the gameplay is, if they aren't getting a pink, you know, uh, <laughs> candy floss uh, skin for their gun, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, they do. It feels you almost feel unfulfilled, don't you? You still feel like there's there's a void that needs filling. Um, I mean, the solution really is to just kill people with those skins and pick up their guns, right? <laughs> yeah, you got that's it. The, that's the solution. If you're a cheapskate, mm. just get really good at the game, murder everyone, and just take their skins, man. Use it for yeah. the game. There I remember go. hack the hack the system. Yeah, and because it, it's so weird, because like this. <sighs> you get so many different angles to it because some people are like, oh, don't do any sort of loot boxes or randomization. Just let me buy it outright. But I but then I think no. you're kind of robbing yourself because this brings me back to like one of the old like Diablo game designers used to say that players tend to optimize the fun out of their games if you if you give them that opportunity to do so gamers like self-sabotage um and you know you can see that because you know we all, we've all done it you know in borderlands loot games you find a you know a, a exploit don't you and you farm that shit because oh, yeah. it's it's kind of fun you know and then you get the powerful stuff and then you can take that to other places and that's kind of fun what i think is part of the problem with just allowing people to directly buy stuff is that you buy what you want and then you're done the progression's yeah. done you know okay obviously you keep updating um you keep adding stuff. And I think, cause I think Halo Infinite is doing something similar to this, where it's just like, there's challenge based stuff and there's stuff you can buy directly, but like, I can just buy what I like the coolest stuff in the store. And, and like, and then what, you know, it, so it yeah. kind of removes that, that I really want that. I'm going to keep playing because I hope I, I roll that, you know, so yeah. I can see, you know, you can definitely make a monetary argument for why things are randomized. Like, well, obviously yes, like it gets more money, but at the same time, could you make an argument for randomization being a genuine progression mechanic? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I do think it's fun. Like it's both annoying and fun because I know playing uh, games like Destiny, like it was, you know, it was really fun to see these loot drops and you know try and get the best roll possible on on your guns, and you're like, oh, this one's slightly better. It's like it's it's not even like better by much. It's be, it's just so it's just slightly better, but you're so happy about it, and you're like I fucking nice, and it feels fulfilled. And like that, you know that that is fun to a lot of people for that for that sort of genre. But mm. um, and and I I agree with what you said with the fact that if you just give it to everyone, yeah, they just purchase what they want, and then there's nothing else to chase. Similar to when there's exploits. Like I remember when we um. Uh, yeah, for like Borderlands and especially Destiny, when we did like the loot cave and just grinding oh, everything. Um, you know, we we actually started like questioning the game afterwards because we were just like, <laughs> what? What else do we do now? Like, we have everything. Like, yeah. 
what do I chase? What do I do? You know, I I just smashed the Encroter's back doors with the best weapons ever. That's the yeah. pinnacle thing. Like, that's it. And you've done it, like, five times faster because of this exploit. Um, yeah. And you're kind of just done with the game. Yeah, So absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to type this in. I'm going to slap you all with some science right now. So there's this, this is known effect called the over-justification effect. And oh it's this God. idea... Yeah, yeah. So this, so when we think about what motivates us to do things, you can apply this in real life or games, whatever. That we usually break it down into two categories. There's like intrinsic motivation, and then there's extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic is like you want to do something because you genuinely want to do it. You have an actual interest in it. You know, um, you want to do it because you want to do it. Um, external so that might be i'm trying to think of an example you know it might be me just playing it you know i play games because i enjoy games you know things like that you know, i watch movies because i enjoy movies yada, yada, yada. extrinsic motivation is doing something because you want what happens afterwards you know you do so that might be studying for an exam so you get a good grade in the exam you know that might be um, so going for end, a run the end goal. Okay. going for a run so that you're fitter afterwards you know mm-hmm. and, and that's not saying it can't be both you know you can have bits of both but like mm-hmm. what I think can happen, and I definitely felt this a couple of seasons ago with like battle passes, but like what I think can happen in these sorts of games where there is like a grind is that you're playing for, and I'm sure there is a bit of intrinsic there because you you enjoy the process of grind, but if you're doing it purely for the end goal, then it becomes a bit more extrinsic. So, um, and that's where things like exploits and like getting immediately to the end becomes a bit of a problem. And the over ex, the over justification effect basically um, observes that um, and has demonstrated that when you, um, if you're fueled by extrinsic motivation, um, and then you get there, you get the outcome, it undermines the intrinsic motivation. So it undermines how much you actually want to do it. So by the time you've got it, you're like. I don't, I don't really want to keep <laughs> yeah. doing this. You like, you, even though you've had so much fun for two hundred hours, you know, grinding and you know, d- trying to get to the end. Once you get to the end, you're like, I don't really want to do anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have that extrinsic motivation. I don't want to keep doing this, even though it would be exactly the same to what I was just doing. Yeah. So that's we, that's um, kind of this idea. A perfect example of that is one of our friends, isn't it? Caden, um, literally, yeah he always does it with every game we play like um destiny or borderlands whatever he's just like what do i do now like there's nothing else to do yeah like, i'm done I'm, I'm done right I, I i have all the legendaries i've barely like and he's barely used them but like, he hasn't like changed yeah. his build to be like oh this is fun this is all that but he's just like he's just he just ticks the boxes and he's just like yeah. what, what, what's there to do left like give me more boxes to tick or i'm out you know yeah, he, um, he's what I would call a checkbox gamer for sure. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah, it's 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 a little bit. God bless him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I I completely agree, and um, I think I think a lot of the the way I play these things, I think it is a combination of both. Like it's it's reaching that that power peak that. I feel like a god moment, you know, as the extrinsic goal. Um, and I, I also just enjoy the journey along the way as well. Um, and looking back at it, when I was younger, I did enjoy all these exploits. And I'm like, hey, legendaries. But like now I actually wouldn't want to do that. I'd actually want to make the game last more and yeah. get more of my money's worth out of it. And I guess, I guess, you know, a lot of that comes on just your outlook 
on games as well and growing up or whatever because when we were younger we used to i remember sitting in a corner farming headshots to get a full camouflage on call of duty but like i wouldn't do, i wouldn't do that now like my <laughs> my outlook on games has completely changed so can you fucking uh, can you imagine being like like having the free time like being such a free spirit <laughs> Where you could like just sit in corners, invite your mate in, go into the corner with that, just keep headshotting each other. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow, yeah. what a time to be alive! Yeah. yeah, when I should have been doing homework, I'm sitting in a corner of a free for all lobby shooting my friend. Yeah, in the head. you got an orange leafy camo though for your for your gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For your for your yeah. foul. For my yeah. foul, yeah. Yeah, so it's just weird. I don't know. It's, it's situational as well. It depends on your personality, and it depends. There's a lot of variables to it, and these game yeah. companies exploit these these personalities in people, um, which is which is obviously comes to the the topic of uh, addiction and all this kind of stuff with these sort of things. If people have addictive personalities and stuff like that, then loot boxes can be a no no. But it's just like I don't know. You can't. You can't base uh, a whole sort of gaming system around the minority system yeah. around the minority of people that have an addictive personality. You know, but, I have self control. I don't want to be shafted because I've got some gremlin over here that can't control his own wallet. Like I don't know. But, yeah, uh, for, from what I understand, there isn't, and you, a lot of people throw that term around. Um, you know, addictive personality. From what I understand in the in the reading, that there, there isn't much evidence for. Like, but however, you know, that's not to say that systems can't be put in place that are exploitative. It's just that people aren't born to be addictive. It's just that when you have these systems in place, you're essentially rolling a one in one million dice that someone is going to, you know, make um, a sequence of decisions that are going to put them in a pretty bad spot. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not to say they can't be exploitative, but um, I, I do. Um, yeah, because I, I know people throw around that term addictive personality. Um, but I find it, yeah, it, it is very, very interesting how how kind of that all that all works. And you know, especially because I remember feeling this in some battle passes. You know, not even Apex when we used to play Smite as well. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting to the end. You know, you get your big fancy camo, whatever. Yay! And then you're kind of like. Because it's not that you're like you're playing, but you're not getting the same reward. Um, you know, it's obviously yeah. everyone's everyone says it's like, oh, you're not getting that same dopamine tick and all of that. But yeah, I mean, it kind of is because you, you know you're essentially playing for less then. And mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a couple of of games try to counteract this. I remember Smite did like a prestige battle pass where like you bought it and you have like sixty levels, and then once you've done it, it takes you back to level one and. For, for those next one to 60 levels, it's a lot sparser, but there is still stuff in it. And the, the final, yeah. the prestige level 60 was a recolor of the original one. So it's just, and, and to be honest, I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's very minimal work for the devs, but it does give something, people, something to go for who have that much time. I mean, most people aren't going to get that, you know, yeah. really. But it, it just keeps you on that track of like, oh, there's something coming up. Um, but then it, you know, but then it begs the question, of like, are we are we really playing games for colours for colours on a gun or a or a person rather than yeah. just for having fun? And like, you know, you're totally right. Like you said earlier, it's play the game because you're enjoying it. What you're playing, yeah. <laughs> you'll find yourself much more settled <laughs> rather than being obsessed with the thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, 
And yeah, I think I've definitely developed into a gamer that does that, where I don't think I did used to be um, someone with that sort of mentality. But um, what I find really interesting is why, (laughs) as an example, again, of Apex and my most recent purchase of the Revenant heirloom, why why I thought it was okay just to dump like 70 quid into that without thinking. And I was was on the fence about buying Resident Evil 8 for 60 quid for like a month. (laughs) Like what? What's wrong with my brain? Like why? Why is that a thing? I Yeah, it was without hesitation. (laughs) I was literally just like, I want it. Like it's cool. It's 70 quid. And like... I guess that I guess the sort of what really made me do it as well was one, it was cool, and two, I felt like I was getting a bargain out of it because I was just like, oh, I can craft this and craft this and craft this, and I'm actually getting it for like thirty quid less than like a standard price. But I'm also still spending seventy odd quid. But it feels like great value for me. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, it's weird. I, I know that there are these. I mean, this isn't my field, but I, I know there are tricks that they. You know, there, there are some things that we know. You know, encourage like change, consumer behavior, and that you know there is a lot of morally gray area there. That honestly, and I've said this before, that I feel like law legislation simply hasn't caught up to yet. You know, it's it's, mo- it's mostly a bunch of old people in legislation, and then you say to them, video games are using loot boxes, and they're like loot boxes <laughs> what's that and so he's like oh jesus you know like is there are a couple of countries i think germany's like starting to get on it and i think uk here as well where there's there's like uh bodies looking into it but you know things like scarcity is a well-known thing that makes people buy when you say hey you've only got three days it won't be a deal after that you know and so we yeah. there's we did this, you know, I said to you the other day, we were looking at um, like kitchens uh, because we're looking to do like a conversion. Um, and, you know, the guy said to us at the end, it was like, oh, well, you know, we, he gave us a price because he did exactly the same thing. He gave us a price and I was like, oh, it's quite high. It's a bit steep. I don't think so. And he was like, okay, well, whatever, you know, we got to the end. And it was like, this is what the price is with all the discounts applied, which I think he secretly knew it was going to go down to that. It effectively came down to like 60% of the price. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's a great deal. So like... The first trick is creating an anchor point. And this is what yeah. they do in Apex all the time. You know, they, they sell you something really high, expecting that people won't buy it. And mm-hmm. then a month or two later, they offer the same thing or other things at like 70% of the price. And you're like, whoa, that's yeah. really good. Um, yeah. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, yeah, scarcity. And then he said to us, um, you've got to lock in this price and commit to it, you know, sign the contract by Wednesday. Otherwise, I can't guarantee the deal is going to be there. Which, again, he fully well knew the deal will have still been there after yeah. this. But yeah. he... The idea that it will go away, it's kind of a sunk cost. Uh, I've, I've invested a lot of time into looking into this. You know, I've done all the X and Ys and Zs. So if I don't lock into it, I feel like I've wasted my time. So like mm-hmm. it's it's all of these things. You know, battle pass is a sunk cost fallacy as well. You've you bought and it, that's the one thing. Despite me saying, "Oh, enjoy the journey," it's the one thing that always fucking gets its hooks in me because I get to like level eighty, and you know, if I can't, if I'm feeling like I'm not going to get to the end, I'm like, I've spent money on this. I've bought this with my hard-earned money. I should mm. get this. And so I do think there's a bit of like a, there's a dubious area with that as well, because why are people buying something, buying something that they aren't getting? Yeah. Is it like, is there a case to be made that at the end of the season, everyone should just get everything on the battle pass if they've bought it? Like if you get it along the way and you get it early, cool. But because I think it's a bit, it could be a bit cheeky and no one really speaks about it. 
you know, some some people even defend it. They're like, because obviously people have a lot of time who complete it, and they're like, I feel special because I got to the end and you didn't. But then it's yeah. like people have bought things and aren't. It's just so weird. Like you wouldn't see it in any other industry. You know, imagine going to like a like a, a like blockbusters, rest in peace. You know, anything like that um, to rent a movie, and they're like, well, we'll give you the first episode now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you'll get the rest. Maybe. Or it's almost, <laughs> like, or it's almost, it's almost like using your kitchen as an example as well. Like you, you buy it, and they're like, "Well, you yeah. have to install fifty percent of it." So we're not yeah. doing all that work. You know, you have to plumb in the sink, buddy. Yeah. It's just like yeah, you can have the sink what? in the fridge. Who knows if you get the rest of it? You might not. Yeah. You've already, we've already taken all your money. But yeah, exactly. So, and I think, yeah, I think weird, this is like. Yeah. It's it's an evolving question that I think will like will continue to um it will continue to be spoken about as it as it should be because there is and I don't want to, I I don't want to hear these are just businesses they're just making money I don't want to hear that businesses have an obligation to be morally sound as well I don't like and this is you know that you can make the whole argument this out oh this is just capitalism corporations. Motivation, motivations are profits, not your feelings. And it's like, well, hope they don't send a gun to my house and start taking my money if that's their only motivation. You know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's like clearly there is a moral obligation to a degree. And it's just, I think we need to hold them to a higher standard or there needs to be better regulation if they're not going to do it, which they doesn't look like they are. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think it's it's at the point where it's completely out of control yet. Anyway, like, no. I don't know. I I don't look. It's at a healthier play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't look at many games and be like, oh, that's that's not okay. You know, like that's that's kind of like I want to take them to court. I, apart from Battlefront Two, like that that was that was kind of a line in the sand. But like, apart from that hiccup, generally, you know, it's it's on that blurred line it's not completely immoral but it's just you know it's fine we we, we haven't got to the point where it's outrageous yet so yeah yeah no absolutely and you know there, there's a it, and this isn't the only in, like for a lot of this stuff you know like what i said earlier it's not the only industry to do that but you know i think you know the games industry has an advantage where it can kind of hide the mechanics of its stuff behind the game and that that's where it starts to get tricky and then, you know, there's more transparency nowadays. A lot of games like show you the percentage chance on stuff, which you know very well should be. Um, and I I guess, I, I mean, I wanted, because you said earlier about full price games as well, and you said that you felt that that was okay, which, I mean, hopefully you don't get sniped after this episode goes live for saying It's just that. cosmetic, though. Yeah, what's the, but, what's the issue? Well, because people say, people say the game, why is that not just in the game? They oh, say, yeah, no, why no, no, try no. charge me more? Yeah, like, I do expect things to be in the game, like the whole Call of Duty headshots, unlock camo sort of thing. I, I expect a lot of cosmetics to still be in game, but if, like, if they release, like, a spicy seasonal one, and they're like, oh, this one's Japanese themed because it's Chinese New Year or something like that, then I'm okay with that, costing an additional price if you want it. Um, but yeah, I still expect cosmetics to be in the game. I don't expect everything to just be like, all your guns and all your skins are grey and boring. Uh, buy our things, otherwise you'll be grey and boring for your entire journey. Like, yeah. no, like, okay, I guess I'll rephrase the way I said it, even though I'll probably be dead anyway by this point. Yeah, you, you um, 
when their video comes up. Um, no, yeah, it's just I still expect there to be stuff, but just additional things that are like themed or just yeah, yeah you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, and I, I am I am somewhat in agreement to be honest because I think I just think you have to be a lot more careful if you're charging full price. Like I understand. I understand that if a game is going to be supported for a longer time, you need money to keep that going. You got you got to pay people, and I think I don't know why people forget that. And this is when I said earlier that I think they can be entitled to it in the community. I don't know why people forget that if a game has gone on for a year, okay, they've made money on the launch. Now what? It's like it can't be free forever, can it? Like you know, yeah. so it's you know, there, there, I think there can be a lot of entitlement there. So. And I just wonder if, like, if a lot of these games just released as, like, a normal game and then and said, look, we are going to release more monetization as as and when the game needs it. And, you know, it, just, it makes me think, like, would that soften the blow? I know they'd be losing out money from the start because people wouldn't be buying monetization, but at least then people would be like, okay, well, they're adding these options because from this point on is when they need that extra money to, to fuel the ongoing development. Yeah. Yeah, I think at least from like from a customer standpoint, because we've seen some games doing that to dodge the bad reviews of like, Mm. like, which is so fucking funny. Like they're so stupid. I don't. Yeah. Because it works. That's the worst thing. It works, and like you know, a lot of the community is like very obsessed with like Metacritic scores and Open Critic scores and everything. So when you know they just they just delay it a month or two and they're like, oh, it's got you. Help. Yeah. Give me your money. Yeah, that is really sneaky, and that is pretty uh, not okay, <laughs> like for a company to do. Like that's just them being an actual snake, like just trying yeah. to get away with it. Like an oil um, salesman, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, an interesting topic, and I think um, I think we see kind of eye to eye. I think I'm a, uh, I think you're a little bit less accepting to it generally. Um, but I think I think we kind of see eye to eye, right? Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, no, no, I, yeah, I'm not one of those people. I don't understand how anybody can like with a straight face tell me that microtransactions shouldn't exist. Period, because a lot of these games have ongoing costs. Um, I do agree that they need to be careful with how they do them, and as we, you know, as we've discussed today, I don't think direct purchases is necessarily the way forward you know it's you know and you yeah. can also make the argument that that doesn't generate enough profit you know if they did that you know and you you're only going to spend a tenner as opposed to um yeah you know more money because it's randomized then they're not going to get enough profits and the game can't go on as long you know and there and we haven't even touched on you know you expect these things in a free-to-play game and i think at that point you have to think about you know how much money is your time worth Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing a free-to-play game and you've gotten 30 hours out of it, well, you would spend 70, what, 65 quid now on a 30-hour single-player game, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, but there's just this, like, inbuilt, like, resistance to, like, if it's free-to-play, it's like, I'm not spending any money. Some people just have that wall up. And, like, I remember watching this the video of, like, a psychologist talking about um, about this stuff. They said that there are, there's, like, a subsection of players who just have, they are just utterly resistant and for, for those players it's like don't even bother they don't even try and like pull those players in that it's like because they're just they're just hell bent on everything being free and they just will mm-hmm. not pay for anything and i mean that could be you know because somebody is, doesn't, doesn't have the budget to do so and that's absolutely reasonable and fine but i just think it's 
why? Like, why is your, why don't you feel that they deserve any money? I guess if you don't want to buy, you know, don't buy it. But it's just, I, you know, if it's if it's based on the principle of like, oh, I'm not going to pay for anything because I deserve this to be, I this, it's my right for this to be free. It's like it's not. It's, it's not. Like, yeah, maybe it's just younger kids who don't have access with... to money yet. Yeah. Hope you lagged out a bit there. Are you back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. I think yeah, you, yeah, you I got a little bit of lag on your end as well. But What did you say? Uh, no, I was just saying, um, yeah, no, I don't know why they feel like they're entitled to, to not um, give these people money when they work hard on it and they've given them something that they're playing and enjoying or whatever, like, you know, I don't think it's a big, mm. a, a big deal personally, you know, at the end of the day, these people are employed to create this sort of artwork, this fun for you and everything. Like what, why do you expect everything to be free? Like, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And like it, that. And, yeah. I'm trying to think because I saw, I, I was watching a podcast yesterday and was it i think it was the the kind of funny x-cast and one of the one of the panel members made a really good point about um like phone stores like the ios store the android the play store whatever it's called an android you know and like because i'm like this as well and is it just because when things are free and there you know i could now that i think about there are quite a few effects and theories that they fit into this but when there's like an expectation that things will be free you're like way more sensitive to price increase so like yeah, when you go on the iOS store, you go on there and everything's free. And then if there's something that you kind of want, but it's like one pound ninety nine, you're like, oh god, no, <laughs> I'm not buying that. And even though it's you know, it's like it's nothing, like it's absolutely nothing. But you just yeah. there's like this resistance because you're like, I, I can probably find a substitute for free, even if it's covered in ads and kind of shit. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a similar thing because things there's like this thing called that I and maybe I'm misapplying it, but it, it sounds kind of right. It's like the broken window effect. It's kind of the idea that when if you see something um, that's already been mistreated or is like in, in a bad state, people tend to act in a way which is congruent with that. So like they will treat it badly. You know, so if you go to someone's house and it's not kept very well, you're okay throwing shit on the floor. You're okay. You know, if that's cracked windows, you know, whatever, but if it's kept well, then you tend to keep it yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. You know, when you see the app store free, you're like, I'm only getting free stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah, and you kind of made a, a a valid point where you know for 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 games like uh, Apex is another example. You know, all these skins and all these things that cost money, these cosmetics, you know, that is funding the staff to keep creating content and keep the game going as well. So, like, if you enjoyed this game and you enjoy playing it, then you know, one, you're getting cool cosmetics that you you like looking at and are great and two you're kind of you know you're funding future development for the game to continue and you can you know have improvements to it and carry on playing it um you know without that you know the the game might die quicker um and it is a very i don't know like i'm i'm kind of okay with it when i think about it that way as well like i think that's fair Mm. enough right but it, it, yeah, definitely. But it, I think it becomes easier to swallow the long, the more invested you are in that game. Like with Apex, with Smite, with even with like Destiny to a degree, all of these games that you've played a lot and you know you are comfortable with, you're like, okay, 
I'm okay with spending a bit of money in this. Like I've got, I've, I'm going to get my money's worth. At least that's how I think. Anyway, maybe other people don't. But yeah. with and when, when you're just trying a game out, when you're testing the waters, there is kind of that resistance because you're like, oh, I don't know if I can commit to this. Oh, oh, mm. you know. So there is that umming and ahhing of like, it's not established. Is it going to last? Like, because if the game isn't going to last, it's, I don't want to spend money in a game that's going to be dead in a year. You know, like rest yeah. in peace, people who bought stuff in Anthem. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and stuff like Bleeding Edge as well. Did Bleeding Edge have like microtransactions? Um, do you know? I don't know. I think it did, but yeah, yeah, I it do. Probably did. Yeah, I do. I do kind of get that. Um, and it, you know, it also funds like community events as well, and like um, you know, pro uh, like tournaments and stuff like that. And you know, it all goes to like the prize pools um, for these. Um, this entertainment you like to like watch, you know, for, for yeah, 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 like esports and stuff like that, you know, which I think is cool as well. Like, you know, these people compete for money for your entertainment, and the money is is pulled together from the purchases you made of these skins in game and stuff like that. You know, like it's providing you with even more entertainment because you're spending money, you're getting a cool skin, you enjoy using that skin, and then you're also enjoying watching the esports that, you know, it's funding mm. as well, you know, so like, yeah, there are definitely, yeah, it's, I'm okay with it, really. Yeah, as I, I think, it I is think its, current it's, state. because there's even like a subsection of the community who will like shame you for like buying stuff in a game, we are like, I can't believe you're letting them get away with this, and it's like, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, well, okay, I can kind of do what I want with my money, fuck you. But there is also a degree of like, you know, the other side of it, like we've said, is I do think the publishers of these games need to be careful with how openly they're trying to trick you. Like I said, with the anchor points, um, you know, with, with the sunk costs of the battle passes, it's just like, hey, this is, it's £20 for a skin. And everyone's like, £20? And then, you know, and then they reduce it down to 15. You're like, oh, that's a bargain, even though 15 pounds is still fucking extortionate for a single skin. And so then you're oh, really yeah. alert when a, de- when a good, an actual good deal, but it's still not good, but it's good relative. That's the thing, it's all relative. Um, yeah, so I just think they need to be careful with how they're appropriating that because that I think that gets into the realm of like, we're okay with buying stuff in your game. Like we've said, you know, we're okay with funding it, but, you know, don't take the piss, essentially. That's why, yeah. if I could write it down in legislation... Monetize yeah. your game, don't don't take the piss. Like that, that, that was what I would one, say. Just one line, yeah. That's yeah. it. Everyone sign it. Everyone in this room yeah. sign it. Yeah. Boom. Sorted. Done. Yeah. Great. Oh good. I think that was uh, that was a really healthy conversation. Is there is there anything else you wanted to close out on? Because there's just a just a few bits to go before we um, finish off the episode. Uh no, no, no. I think we uh we covered that pretty nicely. So no, that's I've covered all my thoughts on it. Mm. And how I cool. feel about it. Cool. I mean, uh, as we're in sort of the battle pass age at the moment, that's um, we can probably stay away from that. But if that continues to develop, I'm sure it's a, a topic we'll come back to. Yes. Alrighty. So, um, I, I said I said at the beginning of the episode today. Oh, there was actually something I really wanted to touch on. I should have said this earlier, but that's fine. I'm, okay. I'm going to say it now. So, have you seen? There's been a new Witcher game announced. What? Really? <laughs> I'm guessing it's not what you what you wanted. What is it? It's, it's <laughs> you Pokemon can say Go. It. It's Pokemon Go, but Witcher. What? 
I'm sorry, what? I had no idea that was a thing. Being, being, like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Jesus, that's so weird. Who I know, I saw it pop up on my... Yeah, I saw it pop up on my yeah, I saw it pop up on my feed and I was like, holy shit, what is this? And I clicked on it and it was just somebody looking through their phone and like there's a fucking yeah, like what are those little blue things called? Um, drowners. Waters. Drowners, that's the one. Yeah, they were like hissing around and they were like swiping on it to chop it, and I'm like, <sighs> What have you done? <laughs> Killing a necker with your finger. Uh, oh I don't know. God. This age of like AR games needs to die. Like nobody, like Pokemon Go is a freak success. And to be honest, that's the only series where like that crossover could work. If you want to make an AR mm. game, just do your own fucking thing. Stop trying to make popular IPs into AR games. They're literally, it's just because everyone's seen Pokemon Go, they're like, oh, what a slice of that pie. And then like, oh, let's make a Witcher one. Oh, look at Griffin. Let's fucking kill it. Like it's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it it just doesn't fit for for certain games. I I, I know that the uh, Elder Scrolls did one as well. Elder Scrolls Blades was it called or something? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah that was yeah. very. Oh, no, that was an AR. War. That was an oh, AR. Yeah, but it was that... still a shitty mobile game. You just fucking swiped. But yeah, I guess it was uh, an AR. Yeah, I know it's not. I would rather have an AR. I'd rather have a mobile Witcher game. Than, I mean, if I ha- you know, it's like choosing between a piece of shit. Or like a, a rotten piece of shit, you know? I, I would take the piece of shit any day. Um, yeah, Elder Ground Blades, it, it wasn't exactly ideal, was it? But this is no. just an insult. This is just an yeah. insult. And this is coming yeah. off the back of Cyberpunk. This is like their, their next release. And I know they've been working on this for years, but man, the PR like disaster continues for CD Projekt dead. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's wrong with them? Why Why did they, they ride in the wave so high and now they're just fucking drowning like 100 feet below the wave? I don't understand. Yeah. The fuck happened? It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. It's pressure, man. Pressure of being a top dev. <sighs> really bummed me out. I wish I had brought it. We up. like it again. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awful. I didn't even realize that but, was a thing. But that, that's awful. well, because. Because even the thing is, they must have. Like I said, it's been in development for years. But do you remember Minecraft Earth? That was a thing that happened. It died last month. It died. That Minecraft. <laughs> what makes you think this is going to work? Like, do you know what I mean? This is, when I say Pokemon Go, there are a couple of other AR games that are like based on big IPs that are like doing fine. But like Pokemon Go, you know, like broke records and everything. You know, whatever. It did amazing. It, it is an outlier in, in terms of a success, but it's still bleeding players quite quickly. Like, it's not doing that well anymore. Um, yeah. But they must have seen Minecraft die, you know, as they're in like their last two months of development for this Witcher Monster <laughs> AR thing. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> I think oh. this might have this might have been a mistake. You're like, I'm not Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it's my it's definitely a mistake. Like it's, it's definitely a mistake. I, I I can't I can't see that game catching any traction at all. It's stupid. It sounds stupid. It, it looks stupid. I don't think you could. I think that is the one thing that you could that wouldn't do work with Witcher. Th- yeah, that could turn the Witcher into just just make a it lame. Song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make it fucking lame and just yeah. laughable and just shit. I think that is the that is the one thing. 
yeah, they, they fucking I mean, did it. They've managed to make so. a spin-off card game. Wow. They managed to make Gwent a spin-off game that worked. They managed to make like a story-driven, like what was it, Telltale kind of game, or like Bar? What was it? But night, uh, Bar. They did another one that was like kind of good. That was on based on The Witcher as well. But this, yeah. this, this is just disgusting. Yeah, it's 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 really not okay. Um, it's an abomination. Yeah. Shame on you. CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's gonna die, and I'm gonna be sad. So whatever. That's that. Mm. All right. So in terms of the very very that slim bits of news um, this week, um, there was a new background, and there's some more colours added for the new lovely dynamic backgrounds on the series S and X. Um, I can see the colours. Like there's supposed to be an option to like add a couple more, but when I went on the when I tried to do it, I can see them. But even though on the on the Xbox Wire page it showed me in the video that it was there so i don't know maybe that is just glitched out or something but there is a lovely new dynamic background um it's not as cool as the other one i don't think but it's still it's still nice i want i still want game like themed like themed ones but um hopefully we'll get there one day Well, well it's cool that they're still adding them so keep keep adding them give me more what one do you have at the moment do you have the dotty one yeah the little wispy one yeah yeah, that one's that yeah, one's it's best. cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I have like an orange background as well, so they just look like fireflies, like all over my screen. It looks really yeah, cool. yeah. I've got I've got orange as well. <laughs> yeah, nice respect. In sync. Um, okay, and we get to say this now because it tech is a first party studio. Who we? Um, Doom. So I don't Doom. Obviously, when it came out, had like a couple of bits of DLC planned. Um, they had the Ancient Gods Part One, Ancient Gods Part Two. Both have done fairly well. And um, the second more than the first. But they also had an invasion mode planned, um, which I didn't. I hadn't. No, I didn't know about this until I saw the news this week. But um, apparently, they said this at launch. And invasion mode was going to be like a Dark Souls esque, like invade other characters' campaigns as a monster. Yeah, because they already they wow. obviously already have that feature in battle mode in the two v one like where you play as a monster, so they it's just literally porting that over. Which it sounds really cool. Sounds so that's a nice idea. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. really. Actually, I, I genuinely think that could work. Like uh, in in Doom, I think that's a really cool idea. And I think it would have worked had they managed to get it. Um, work. Uh, up and running earlier but obviously covid has slowed them down maybe they wanted to do it before the big dlcs mm. but now but they've, they've said kind of because of development difficulties and covid having slowed them down it's just kind of like everyone, most people are done with the campaign now they're not playing it so they'd just be waste wasted effort so, so they're not going to do that mm. anymore um so maybe you know if they maybe they can port that idea over to the next game if it is quake we spoke about a potential quake um uh, last week, um, or if they ever come around to doing another Doom, maybe they can get that in for launch because I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, um, and you know, it isn't it isn't wasted um, de- uh, developer time because, like you said, I'm sure it'll be reused in in some way or or um, uh, yeah. So it's not just like in the bin forever. So um, it's a really cool idea, and hopefully, it does see the light of day sometime. Um, because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, genu- I'm genuinely like picturing it right now, and I I can see that being pretty fun, pretty pretty damn fun. Yeah, so, yeah, I think cool. it'll be fun. Um, so they've scrapped that for now, um, but they are going to instead do a, like a horde mode, like a single player horde mode, which I think it to be fair is a good fit, makes sense. They can charge you know a tenner for it, 
Um, I think it, it fits Doom quite well. You know, probably add some nice little progression as you go. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it kind of works. So yeah, yeah, it's just just a bit of an update on on that. Yeah, yeah, horde, horde mode sounds pretty cool for Doom. Yeah. I was on the lookout for like a co-op mode on it, but they did say it'd just be single player, um, unfortunately. But I do think like a co-op mode would have worked quite well. Yeah, it's it's definitely the sort of thing where yeah, if it's done in waves and like I could definitely see people uh, enjoying it. Like um, if there's a, like a timer for each wave, you know, you kill the wave, you move on, sort of thing. So people want to be as efficient as possible and just be like, you know, I did a hundred waves in forty-two minutes or something like that. You know, it could be like a really cool um like speed running uh mechanic and stuff like that which i think a lot of doom players i think that's right up their alley is is that sort of thing um, yeah definitely so yeah that, that that could be really cool yeah definitely fits yeah i agree i agree excellent but well, i mean that's that's it for the news <laughs> that's literally it so um uh you know 50 minutes talking about loot boxes and about 10 minutes talking about um even less three minutes talking about doom in a background so yeah that's that's your yeah point. that's right though you still they still got the daily dose of quick resume and uh got the and you got to see our faces as well yeah yeah so. i mean that's true i mean i even i didn't even show you as my as my shirt oh yeah respect man oh yeah thanks man that's um, great. Is there <laughs> oh sorry i tried to Bless do that you. away that's from the right. mic yeah i was gonna say um, <laughs> blow my ears out but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the whole like video audio thing looks alright. Um, I think I, I, I've had a couple of lags bikes, but you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it looks alright from uh, from your guys' end. I so. think it has been a bit pixelated throughout, so we might need to think about um, trying to do some different things with internet to make it yeah. as good as possible. Because I just I know people were like professional and they like would depend like record it independently on their end. Yeah. I'll look into it, but you know we'll see. Yeah, it's great. It's growing pains. It's growing pains. You know, we're trying something new, so you know it's not going to be perfect yeah. first time, but at least it's something. So yeah, it's something, quit, man. Quit your bitching, and we're not yeah. charging you for it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna cue the outro music right now in post. So anything to uh, <laughs> anything to say before we wrap up? Uh, no, no, that's everything. That's everything from me. It's it's been a wonderful show, and uh, mm. I hope you guys enjoyed seeing our faces and uh, hearing us talk about uh, loot boxes because of the lack of news. But yeah. you know, I'm sure these very topics thoughtful. are still very interesting. And obviously, you give us you know your thoughts on on that if you uh, if you feel like it. If you've stumbled yeah. across this video, you know, mm. feel free to give us your thoughts in the comments below or anything. So yeah. Yeah, if you haven't done so already, guys, please um, like the video and subscribe to the channel if you want to see some more. Um, or, well, I know you know what, not all, and um, leave us some questions or comments in the in the in the chat. And Follow we'll our socials. Follow well. our socials, man. Yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty hot hot shit on Twitter. I say we. It's this. It's this guy. This guy it's me. Is hot shit on Twitter. I I scheduled a tweet today. I'm very advanced. What? I, I I'm an advanced Twitter user. Yeah. Oh my god! What was the tweet? Yeah. I need to know. What did you share? Well, you can go and find out at you know, twitter.com forward slash quickresumepod. Oh, wow. That's very informative. I'll go do that now. You should go and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Am I going to go? Go. <laughs> See you later.
Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.